Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jamaah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Esteemed listeners of Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jamaah. The date today is the 15th of Rabi'ul Akhir 1445. And today, alhamdulillah, we have Mufti Mufti Farhan Karani. Let's welcome Mufti Sahab. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Mufti Sahab, all well on your side. Alhamdulillah. Your side, Mufti Sahab? Alhamdulillah, all okay. Alhamdulillah. Uh, Mufti Zab, today we discuss about the, we'll first start off with the Mujahideen of uh, Palestine. Yeah. Mufti Zab can tell us, give us incidents and about the Mujahideen, inshallah. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, wal-Aqibat al-Muntaqeen. Wassalatu wassalamu ala ashrafil anbiya al-Mursaleen. Sayyidina wa habibina wa wanana Muhammad wa alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Nabi Sallam says in one hadith that Al-Mu'minuna karajulin wahidin in ishtaka aynuhu ishtaka kulluh wa in ishtaka ra'asuhu ishtaka kulluh that the Mu'minin, the believers are like one body. If the eye pains, then the entire body pains. And if the head pains, the entire body pains. So we as Mu'minin, believers of the kalima la ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah, we all know what is happening to our brothers and sisters and our children in Palestine, not only in Palestine, other parts of the world as well, in Syria, all the media is um, covering all the, overshadowing all the other incidents, all the other suffering of our Muslims in other parts of the world, whether it be Somalia, whether it be uh, Iraq, wherever it is, uh, all the media focus is now on, on Palestine. So we're getting all this distressing uh, videos coming out from uh, Gaza and all these messages and uh, it, it, it's very disheartening to see our Muslim suffering and uh, everything is not doom and gloom and if you look at what Allah Ta'ala says in the Quran وَلَا تَحْسَبَنَّ الَّذِينَ قُتِلُوا فِي سَبِيلِ لَا أَمْوَاتَ وَلَحْيَاءٌ عِنْدَ رَبِّ الْرِزَقُونَ Don't ever think that those people who are Still, to those people who are martyred in uh, in the path of Allah, they, they, they are dead. They are not dead. They are alive. They are all alive. In the Rabbi Luzakun, they are being given rizq by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Where in Barzakh and another place, Allah says, وَلَا تَقُولُوا لِمَيْ يُقْتَدُوا فِي سَبِيلِ الْأَمْوَاتِ وَلَا كِلَّا تَسْعُرُونَ Don't say that those people who are killed in battle, that they are dead. You don't understand. They are alive, but you don't understand. Now, on a parallel, look at what Allah Ta'ala says about the Kufar. This is addressing the Muslimin, the Mu'minin, that those people in battle. And then, so the first ayat will, can refer to the Jahidin and those people of the of Islam. And then those people who are uh, murdered mercilessly without any crime, but the Israelis call, call it, they call it terrorist killed, the count of terrorist killed, 8,000. And how many bombs they threw? Over 6,000 bombs. And 8,000 people dead. These cowards. And then, look at what Allah Ta'ala says about them. And, Amwatun ghayru ahya. Allah Ta'ala says about the kuffar, they are dead. Ghayru ahya. Then is the emphasis, ghayru ahya. Amwatun, they don't think they are just dead. They're not even alive. Ghayru ahya. About the kuffar. And the Muslim, Allah Ta'ala says, they are alive. Now, one incident, um, uh, that was related to us from uh, from uh, Palestine, from Gaza, that this brother was taken out from the rubble. 
after two days, he was taken out from the rubble, and blood was still flowing from his body. Mm. Blood was still coming out from his body. It, that's not a sign of a dead person. Mm. It's a sign of a person who is alive. When you die, Gee. your blood stops flowing. Blood was still coming out. And the smell of musk was emanating from the, 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 the brother's body. And subhanAllah, musk, the people never ever smelled that kind of fragrance in their life. Mm. So this is evidence that what is being done to the people there is not, um, it, it, is, it is the will of Allah Ta'ala. It's all good and bad comes from Allah Ta'ala, whether it's ni'mat um, or whether it's destruction, it all comes from Allah Ta'ala. So, but it is some consolation to us that uh, Allah Ta'ala's help is there. Look at other incidents that <laughs> one mujahid, one, not, not hundred, one mujahid, he comes up from a tunnel and he, he is confronted with the with Israeli army tank. And he is now naturally afraid, so he turns around and who he sees, he sees, what does he see? He sees a, a, a person dressed in white, in, with a white face, and tells him, don't be afraid. Abdullah, don't be afraid. Turn around and fight. And he fires one bullet, one bullet, and the entire, the whole tank, the tank blows up. And this is the, now the help and the nusrat of Allah Ta'ala. And Allah Ta'ala says, don't look at your numbers. And uh, so many armies, so many groups, they were so small in number, but they, they overcame huge numbers in the Battle of Badr, 313 Sahaba, 1,000 well equipped to the seas. Allah Ta'ala gave the Muslims victory. And look, uh, look at um, Khalid bin Walid fighting off the Romans in it. One battle, they were like 12, and they took an army. Or, or, they, they, they confronted an army of thousands, and, of, and they, they sent him running. They sent him running. Another incident, for two nights, three nights ago, 30 tanks blew up. And one, now, now these are um, uh, media coverage from the Israeli side. What the Israeli soldiers, they say, that we were stationed at one place, and they were, um, our, our soldiers were in the forefront, and they, they, they all of a sudden, they stopped in their tracks. They just stopped in their tracks and they couldn't move. And they were like sort of sinking and they were like stuck to the ground and their <laughs> legs are getting like deformed and they had to uh, evacuate those people. And so the, these, these people are so afraid. When they talk about the invasion, they, they can't invade. They are so scared to die. Hmm. It, there's, there's, there's other Israeli soldier. His commander is dragging him and pulling him <laughs> to get onto the bus, to go and uh, to go uh, to the border, and he's crying, and he's screaming and pleading, please don't, don't send me there. He say, why are you worried? There's, we got guns, we got ammunition, we got weapons. You see, those people, they they're gonna uh, they're gonna kill us. They're gonna kill us. Say what you mean? They got stones. He say you don't know these stones they blow up. Subhanallah. So Allah Taala is instilling fear in the, these people's hearts. But now, how is Allah Taala's help gonna come further? And full help and nusrat of Allah is going to come when we have um, marches where men and women are mixing, and then we have uh, cake sales, and uh, we're enjoying cake when our Muslim brothers are they're suffering with no water for days and weeks. They don't, they never, they, they can only dream about cakes. So they can even, they, at this point in time, they can dream about bread. 
Even bread they don't even have. And then they have uh, Mendy. Mashallah, Mendy also. You can come there and you must support the aunties there. They put Mendy for you. Hmm? So what is a Mendy for, for those um, daughters and sisters of ours in Palestine? It's their own blood. Their own blood is their Mendy right now. And we are partying and celebrating and um, uh, merrymaking and having fun. How can you have fun raising money for those people who are suffering and dying and you're having fun? And you, with your fun money you want to give, your fun money you want to give to the people who are suffering there. Don't you even have a little bit of shame? A little bit of decency and shame. And, I mean, the, the, these people, we, we, are, we are giving them our money. Then another question is even if the money even reaches them. If the money isn't even going to reach those people. At the moment, there's no aid going in. And those people who are collecting money, are they even really sending it to those people? Are they sending every single cent that they promise they're going to send? Is it going? Is it reaching the people there? And then they're having face painting and fun and uh, fun and play for the kids. If you look at the suffering of our Muslim brothers and sisters, I mean, if you can't shed a tear, then you've got a heart of stone. You've got a heart of stone. If you can't shed one tear and cry, and this this could be my child, this could be my sister, this could be my brother, this is my father. And now look at the strength that Allah Ta'ala has given these people. That they they address they may they say don't worry you are going to Jannah you must convey my salam to Nabi Sallallahu convey my salam they they have so much of yaqeen that this person you passed away he is in the path of Allah Taala he's going to Jannah and, and then we then we cry with our flags we not cry we scream from the uh, from the river to the to the sea what is that going to help? How is this going to bring Allah Ta'ala's Nusrat from the river to the sea, marching there on the road? And, and then your cars get painted with, with, with red paint in it, and then you're crying. What kind of, what kind of um, resistance are you showing to the apartheid state of Israel? Is this by marching? Is it going to do anything? Is it going to do any good? It can do nothing. There, Hillary Clinton said that no matter how many protests there are, we are not going to withdraw our, withdraw our help hmm. for, for, um, uh, from Israel. We are still standing with Israel. Because they, what they believe is that we, uh, we are animals. You know, the, the Jews, they think, they, they, in, in Hebrew, they call it the word goyim. We are all animals. We are beasts. Only the Jews are uh, human beings. And only the Jews are human Now what Allah Ta'ala says, In the sharrat dawabi inda Allah illa kafaru. And Allah Ta'ala says, verily, the most despicable, the most evil of animals are those people who don't believe. And those people who don't believe, they are the worst animals. So he slam it back into their face that we are not animals. And we are, we are fighting for our land and we are fighting for the kalima la ilaha illallah to be raised. The banner of Islam must be raised. So Allah Ta'ala's nusrat will come. And it, it's coming, but it's not there full. Why? Because our masjids are empty in Fajr time. You go look at one surf, one surf, and, it, and now it's raining. So for that time, you don't find anybody there. Even the two surfs you used to find, now you find one, one surf because it's too cold to come out for Fajr Salah. Or it's, um, I'm, going for, I'm going to work. If you leave for, you tell somebody, you know, we're going for fishing tomorrow, four o'clock in the morning, we're leaving. Then he'll be up from two o'clock, preparing his tackle and everything. You tell the person, go to the masjid there. He doesn't want to go. What in a hadith it comes with that if you knew, if you knew what reward lies for you in the in the Isha in Fajr Salah, you will come even crawling. You will come crawling to the masjid. 
but we don't believe, we don't have that yaqeen that Allah Ta'ala is going to reward us, Allah Ta'ala's help would be us. You know, in, in, in the 1967 war, when the, the, again, when the Muslims were being persecuted in Palestine, the Israeli commander wasn't worried. He said, but why? they asked him, why are you not worried? He said, no, because uh, the, he asked the question, are the masajid full for Fajr Salah? Said, they said, no. He said, then we're still winning the battle. We're going to win them. As long as the Fajr Salah is not full like how it's for Juma Salah, we will overcome these people. We will, we, we will overcome these people. So our Nusrat lies with uh, A'mal. It's, we make dua. We make dua to Allah Ta'ala. We cry to Allah Ta'ala. We, 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 um, we, we read Quran. And that is how Allah Ta'ala is going to bring help. And He's going to help us and He's going to help all the Muslims in the world. But if we uh, violate the laws of Allah Ta'ala, then Allah Ta'ala, you know, we, we, we think, we think, oh, we're so far away, oh, nothing is going to happen to us. And uh, we are sitting cozy here. And, um, I mean, those people are suffering. I mean, now we can't give up our comfort because of them. And how foolish are we? We mustn't give up our comfort because of them. You know, the, the, the old year, you know, when, if, if they learn of, of somebody suffering, that this person doesn't have this year, they give it up in their life. That this person here, this, this Muslim brother of mine, he, he can't have this comfort, so I'm leaving it out in my life. That is the, 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 the taqwa that the, the, the believers have. And look at ourselves. We, 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 we think nothing is going to happen to us. Look at our lives. Look at our weddings. Get the extravagance in our weddings. Uh, and in the name of uh, Islam, we violate Allah Ta'ala's laws. In a, in a ceremony, like a nikah ceremony, and they're having videos, uh, videos uh, to video the whole proceeding, and uh, the Mawlana's the and the Muftis are involved in this year. They're taking videos of the nikah in the masjid. Yeah. In the masjid, they're taking a video of the nikah ceremony taking place. Yeah, Mufti can't even speak up, speak out against it. And the ulama involved in these merrymaking uh, functions of uh, collecting money for Palestine. Ulama that are involved in this year. And why they can't speak out? Because they, their bosses are, uh, are going to fire them. So they can't speak out. Are we scared of Allah Ta'ala? Or are we scared of, uh, of, of losing a job? You lose a job for Allah Ta'ala's sake, Allah Ta'ala will give you a better job. Then I'll give you a better job. We'll never go hungry. But we're scared of, we're scared of a few rands. We're going to lose a few rands here because we speak the haq. Never, never ever um, uh, give up speaking the haq. Look at, look at the Sahaba. Zabila, um, how he was tortured just for, for proclaiming the haq. That Allah is one. I'll never give it up. You can kill me, no problem. But we can't even give up sin. We're not asking, not asking you to give up Iman. We're asking you to leave out sins, and you can't leave out sins. And then you want to march for Palestine, and don't even have a scarf on your head there. And you, you, you're walking next to women, um, a man and pumping men on the road there, and um, you, you think you're doing great, uh, you, you, you're fighting the cause of Islam. <laughs> you are inviting the wrath of Allah Ta'ala. Inviting the wrath of Allah Ta'ala. So this is, um, this is a reality, but uh, our Muslims are too blind. Too blind to see the reality. Hmm. Mufti Sab, uh, here also on this question also about the Palestine, what's happening and that. Um, I saw also, just uh, just to di- digress for a second, uh, there was some post about that's going around um, the first Nikah registered with the government mm-hmm. here in South Africa. 
uh, Mufti Sahib, why should we not register? People are saying, okay, this is a uh, an achievement. Is this an achievement? Okay, let us see now who's behind this this whole process of registering our nikahs. It is the MJC and it is this women's liberation movement and those people who are fighting for women's liberation. And now those people who are behind this here, they are actually against the Sharia of Islam. They are against the Sharia of Allah. Allah. Now why? Okay, let me tell you simple. When if a, a husband and wife get divorced, right? The wife will go with whatever she came with, whatever is hers, she'll take home, right? And whatever is the husband's will remain with him. Now, what is the Kufar law? What is the the, 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 the atheist law of the country is that in the divorce, the woman, the wife will get 50% of the assets of the husband, right? So, till now, these uh, women, they couldn't get that 50%. And because the, the nikah wasn't recognized by the secular law. So that's why they, they, they had to fight and they still can't win it. So what they came up with, they said, okay, they spoke to the government and said, now we need to be recognized. Our customary marriages need to be recognized. So uh, please recognize it. So they said, okay, uh, many, many years went by and now they had to say, inna lillahi wa inna rajun, that it was passed. The law was passed that now Muslims can go to the home affairs and register your nikah. Now Muslims are celebrating, alhamdulillah, you know, so many years. Now only Muslims' uh, nikah is, uh, is recognized. It is, a, it is a dark day in history for us that the nikah is being recognized by the secular law. What, what recognition you need from the secular law? What recognition do you need by the home, from the home affairs that your nikah is recognized? Your nikah is recognized by Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala recognizes your, 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 your nikah. You, 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 you took the name of Allah Ta'ala and you performed your nikah. Your nikah is recognized by Allah Ta'ala. What they want is that rec- register the nikah. Right? So when the uh, marriage is dissolved, then the wife will get 50% of the assets of the husband, which is haram. If, oh, oh, women, if you are listening, if you are intending to take over your husband's wealth and steal your husband's wealth, which is not yours, it is the haq of the husband. You are taking the right of another Muslim and you will be answerable. For every cent, you will be taken to task for Allah Ta'ala. So don't register your nikahs with the home affairs. And there's no compulsion. Absolutely no compulsion. And you don't, uh, nobody can threaten you to say, you know, you have to register your nikah. Don't ever make the mistake that you register your nikah with the, with the home affairs. That will be the biggest mistake. Today you think, oh, your, your, your wife is, mashallah, she's with you and for you and everything. Tomorrow if something happens, She's going to go to court and she's going to fleece you with all your money and leave you bankrupt on the road. Hmm. So don't ever make any mistake. So Muftizab, with these people, the, this Al-Jama'a who's behind all of this also, yes. and are they? do they actually feel that this is a victory for them? Because I know we've been trying, and as the Ummah as well, trying to put pressure on them. But they still sort of got, got it their way, it seems. So do they feel, should they feel successful? in terms of their no. deviate, deviated efforts? They shouldn't feel successful. I mean, they, they they got success for the dunya, but they are destroying the deen. You know, the worst enemy is the enemy from within. Within the They act like as Muslims, but they're destroying the deen. They, are destroying, they have destroyed the deen. And we don't need 
uh, Kufar MPL laws and MMB bills and whatever name, new name they come out with next year, it's going to be the same thing. They're fighting for the same thing. That, that, that they want to destroy the Sharia of Allah Ta'ala. Like, it's, like, like, like the Shias. And they call themselves Muslims, but they're destroying Islam. So even you look at uh, Hezbollah, is using the Shias, to, the, the Kafir Shia, to, to help Islam. But at the end of the day, they are Shias. End of the day, they are Shias. So if the, these people here, yeah, they think they are aiding Islam, and those people who think that these people are helping Islam and helping us, they are under the misconception. Because they are not helping Islam. Hmm. Next question is uh, with regards to all of this that um, Muftizab mentioned about the weddings that's taking place and all that's um, all the fitna from there. Uh, any other aspects Muftizab wants to address too? Yeah, you know, you nowadays weddings, nikahs, the new style, let's call it the style of a nikah, is that the nikah will be performed on stage. In the wedding hall, the wedding will be, the nikah will be performed on stage. The Molana Muftisab is going to come there on the stage and he's going to read a kirat, opening kirat, and then he's going to uh, perform the nikah there. The bride is there, groom is there, the whole family is there. And uh, he, he, he thinks he's doing a very, very pious act. He's sitting there doing the nikah and reading Quran. I mean, what more? Can you explain that Molana went to go study in the madrasa? And he wants to read Quran. If he's a hafiz up also, he's going to read Quran on the stage there in front of all the the women and in the haram function. Tell me why is haram, Molana? Why, why, why is it haram now? Oh, since when is it permissible for men and women to mingle in a free mix and women don't have scarves there? They're coming out of their homes for what? For a wedding ceremony. For a wedding ceremony. So is it jais or not? Go ask the Molana, they'll tell you. Uh, they'll tell you this, it's haram. The nikah is halal, the walima is halal. Provided there's no, there, uh, in the walima, the, the walima of Nabi Sallallahu was, there's only men in the walima. There's only men there. And the sahaba, the sahaba were there. No sahabiyat, the sahaba were there. And if you look at now, you're opening the, 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 the wedding ceremony, it already says, it even gives you the, the, the notion it's haram, a ceremony, right? And so, uh, opening with Kirat, with Allah Ta'ala's name, with the Kalam of Allah Ta'ala, you want to uh, sort of bless your nikah right, in a haram function, in a haram environment, with using in the name of Allah Ta'ala. You are, you are uh, desecrating the name of Allah Ta'ala. You are uh, violating Allah Ta'ala's uh, ahkam, and you, 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 are, you are disgracing, disgracing Islam by doing this here. And, um, and the Molana to be part of the whole thing there is even a further disgrace. Disgrace to him and disgrace to Islam. He is, he, he is trampling upon the ahkam of Allah Ta'ala. Muftisab, hmm. in the last question now is, um, these, um, you get the certain ulama, they say we're following Molana Madani, Hussein Madani, Rahmatullahi, was a pious saint, and they say no, that he also participated in all of this sort of trying to justify why you can go march on the streets. Uh, what response do we give to such people like this? So, you must remember that the only people that are infallible is the Ambiya. In the Ambiya, they don't commit any sins. Our Akabirin, they are human beings. They were human insan. They also committed sins. They, they, were, they were not uh, infallible that they, they never commit any sins. 
if they if they erred on anything, they they they, they misjudge a situation and they took part in something, does not give us the right to participate in the same, because if it was a sin, it still remains a sin. And you know, many people say that, Monana, uh, but why I can't do this here? Then Monana does it. Then then Mufti does it. He even TV. You telling me that Mufti is wrong? Ah, you must see how many followers he has. Yeah, well, how many followers? You got ten followers. You got two million followers. What you talking? How can he be wrong? It doesn't mean how many followers we have. You know, Shaitan got the biggest followers. <laughs> so, and he's going to join them. All of them are going to join them. So you're telling me now the amount of followers you have and the amount of support you have and how, uh, how big Buzuru that person was. That's why you're following him. Even he was doing a sin. That means it's right to do that sin. If somebody, is, if an alim is doing something wrong, then doesn't mean that uh, you're going to do it and you're going to be saved. And, no, he's going to be answerable. You know he's wrong. And you, by you knowing he's wrong and you following him, then you are getting the son also. He's getting the son, and he'll get the son of everybody who's following him. So it doesn't mean that an alim, a particular alim or mufti is doing something, and it, it, it becomes correct. And so you ask some Molana, you know, um, is this permissible? Who asks you for your opinion? Then I also do this here. So what's the, I mean, um, trying to say that I do it. So what's wrong with it? That's a, a, a very, very common uh, answer that I'm always give. It, I do that there, but I do that there. No, what's wrong? And th- then the, it gives the public the uh, impression that there's nothing wrong. But what other people, are, other monarchs are making a big noise about is all, it's, just, it's, it's nothing, man. You must just ignore them. You know, the extremists, <laughs> extremist terrorists, you know, they're terrorizing us here. They're not giving us freedom of, of speech and freedom of movement and freedom of expression. You know, it's, it's a democratic country now. We're allowed to do whatever we want. So what a Molana does, doesn't give us a right to do. If it's haram, it's haram. Hmm. For your time, I request your duas as well. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jamaah.